Lucy. I'm the Assistant Youth Minister at St Paul's and I will be reading from Colossians 1 verses 9 to 14. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, my name's Adam. I'm one of the clergy at St Paul's and welcome to this, my garden, uh, as we think about this passage. Thank you to Lizzie there for reading for us uh, this fantastic passage from Colossians. Uh, I've chosen this reading because it helps us to think a bit about my theme for the day, which is uh, thinking about growing and developing in our faith. I love Paul's letters. I love the opening to Paul's letters as well. This is one of my favourites alongside Ephesians, which you'll know are my favourite verses in scripture, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we could all learn an awful lot from Paul and his letter writing skills. I wonder when the last time you started a letter by saying, I haven't stopped praying for you was, or perhaps an email, put that at the beginning of an email. Uh, it's a really powerful way to start something. And Paul's prayer for the church here in Colossae is that they would be filled with all knowledge of God's will, that through wisdom and understanding they would live a life of faith, live a life worthy of the calling that they have. And the results of the things that go into their lives, Paul says in this letter, is that they'll bear fruit in every good works. They'll grow in, in the knowledge of God. They'll be strengthened in his power and they'll have great endurance and faith. I'm really grateful to the pictures that you've sent me over the last uh, few days of your sunflowers that have been growing. Let's have a look at some of those uh, now as I speak. They've clearly bared lots of fruits, either they're in bearing fruit and flowers in the pictures there, or they have gone, like this one has now, gone to seed, uh, or they're about to perhaps flower it shortly. This has all taken effort. These growing of these sunflowers has all taken effort. It's taken knowledge. It's taken wisdom, perhaps. It's certainly taken care. And that leads me to my first question for us this morning. What is it that you're putting into your lives? Are you constantly being filled with the knowledge of God's will, his wisdom, his understanding? Are you living lives worthy of the calling that you have? When was the last time you spent quiet with the Lord, asking him to fill you afresh with his Holy Spirit? This season has been very difficult for all of us. We've all needed uh, this endurance and patience and, uh, and faith that Paul talks about in this passage. But it comes from constantly refilling our lives with God's grace and his love. Or to use another analogy that we see in scripture, to remain connected to the vine. And if we don't, we are at risk. 
I'm really grateful to the Penny family for this picture uh, that they sent me there. Sunflower attempts didn't go quite as well as they would have hoped. Uh, they openly confessed that they haven't fed it or watered it uh, or cared for it in the way that they needed to. And if we're not careful, our faith uh, could be at risk of going the same way. Paul's encouragement to be filled with the good things of God, the things that we put into our lives, has a direct result to the fruit that we will show the things that we see as a result. If we don't do this, we won't bear fruit, we'll become dry, we won't grow a bit like the penny's sunflower. Now, humans aren't like plants, of course. We have an ability to adapt and to change. It's why uh, we're so good at surviving. I'd like to say that as we go into this next term together, that everything will start going back to normal. That perhaps in a few weeks' time we'll be meeting as we used to in church and we're singing as we used to and worshipping in the way that we used to. I don't think that's likely to be the case. I went to a training thing a few weeks ago uh, where the, the teacher said uh, that we, at the beginning of this epidemic we talked to people about it being a marathon and not a sprint. And he said he thought that they got that wrong. It wasn't a marathon, it was a triathlon. And if we were lucky we're just coming to the end of the first race with two more races ahead of us. Perhaps as we enter into this next season, into this next term together, you need to adapt again to ensure that you continue to grow. My last uh, point is to do with this photo. This is a photo of Jacob with our sunflower, this one that I've got beside me here a few weeks ago when it was in flower before it went to seed. Now a little secret about the Tams family, Jess and I are absolutely rubbish at gardening. We have even got someone that comes to the house to cut our lawns for us and make sure that the hedges don't get too overgrown. We've managed to keep two children and a dog uh, alive and well and thriving, but when it comes to houseplants, we've managed about two months at most. And it's a great achievement for Jess uh, that she's been able to work with Jacob to grow this sunflower as she has uh, and to see it flower. But in truth, the only reason she's been able to do this and she would admit this herself is because we have some very wise and very kind neighbours around us who've helped her, given her advice and helped in the growth of this flower. They've cared for it when we've been away. There's no shame in having help from other people. This model of working together, of seeking help, we see in scriptures. You may have heard this uh, before, but it's good for all of us to have a Paul, to have a Barnabas and to have a Timothy. To have somebody who mentors us, somebody who we can walk alongside in our journey in faith and somebody to whom we are investing and mentoring. Alongside my prayer triplet and of course my family as well, I've for the last 10 years consistently had mentors in my life, people who are older and wiser than me that have been through some of the journey that I'm going through before and have been able to advise and guide me. Alongside that, particularly in the last three or four years, I've made a priority in mentoring and supporting younger Christians, younger people, and helping them to grow as well. Both have been transformational in my growth and in my faith. Just as the fact that this sunflower uh, flowered and showed such great promise was as a result of Jess having people coming alongside her, my faith has grown by having people come alongside me. 
and I can strongly encourage you to do that as well. So my last question for you today is, do you have a mentor? Do you have somebody who you trust, who you can go to uh, when you've got difficult things that you're grappling with? Do you have friends or relatives or someone that you can walk alongside in your faith? And are you investing in someone a bit like Paul did with Timothy? Are you growing younger Christians and helping them to develop? It's often through doing that that we grow and develop most ourselves. So as we finish our reading for this morning, I'd like to just read this passage to you again from Colossians. And as I do so, I'd love you to think again, how are you doing at the moment in bearing fruit? How are you doing are the things that you put into your life? And what is God saying specifically to you this morning? I'm just gonna read from verse nine. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Let's just hold a moment together before I pray. As we just hold a moment of silence, maybe ask the Lord, what is it particularly you need help with today? Do you know there are areas of your life that are not worthy of the calling that you have? Do you know that once again you need to draw near to him and ask him to fill you afresh? Do you need to look for someone to walk with you? Or do you need to look for someone to walk with in this season? Let's just hold a moment of silence together as we ask the Lord what's important for us. Lord, we thank you that you have rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son that you love, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We pray that you would continue to fill us with all wisdom and understanding, that we might bear fruit and live lives worthy of you, pleasing you in every way. Lord, as we move into the rest of this week would you help us not to forget the lessons that this passage teaches us and help us to continue to grow in our love for you and our faith and help us to see you powerfully at work in us and through us in jesus name amen amen we're gonna sing again <laughs>